The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And remember, you know, when we do this ritual together of chanting the three refuges slowly, taking refuge in Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, you know, I know, we all know that it's not everybody's cup of tea, and for some of you it might seem a little, <clears throat> you know, just not what you're into or not useful for you. But it's just a way, a community way of acknowledging that we're finding these practices and what these practices lead to or point to useful, helpful. Buddha is this capacity to be awake, to be open. And Dharma or Dhamma is this willingness to embody our lives, to feel what we're feeling. And Sangha is this capacity we have. I mean, when we are intimate, when the heart is open, awake, exposed, moved by our exposure to life, then our response, how we show up, how we relate to each other, how we take care of ourselves, is a thing of beauty. And that's what we mean by Sangha. So this... Uh, you know, early Buddhist code for refuge, you may not appreciate the Pali language and that we chant in the Pali language, but you probably can appreciate the sentiment behind the taking of the three refuges. This is really, um, I guess, just the lineage of our wise ancestors, regardless of whether they might call themselves Buddhists or not, human beings have been discovering the value of being awake, being present, being open-hearted for a long time. And human beings have been discovering the real value of being connected, really meeting experience, as opposed to turning away or relying on distraction, relying on disconnection. And human beings have been expressing Sangha, this capacity to be nimbly and creatively and appropriately relating and responding to all the twists and turns in their lives. And we can be inspired by that, seeing it in our own lives, seeing it in others. So let's do this chant together. I'll put it again for those who just arrived into the chat, in case you need the words.
Dutiampi Damang Saranang Gachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Budang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Damang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami And we'll settle into our sitting time now. Cultivating, however you can, the sense of belonging, belonging here in community, belonging in the body, in this time and place, in this moment. And expressing some confidence, some fearlessness, that it's okay to relax, it's okay to soften, it's okay to put the armor defensiveness to the side. To feel what's moving here. And partly in honor of one of our wise teachers who recently passed away, many of you know that Thich Nhat Hanh, this very well-known Vietnamese Buddhist monk and longtime teacher here in the West, passed away at 95 in Vietnam. He spent the last few years at his home temple where he ordained as a 16-year-old way back. And I thought it'd be nice just to use these four phrases, these four gattas that Thich Nhat Hanh recommends. And with each of the phrases, I recommend that you just repeat them in a relaxed way in your own heart. You speak them toward yourself as if you're talking to your own heart. And then again, as if you're talking to some of the dear ones in your life, friends and family, and then talking to all beings, the whole world. So repeat it at least three times, but you can repeat it more often. And so the first 
phrase that we can use to arouse, to remember this capacity for compassion goes like this. Dear one, I am here for you. Dear one, I am here for you. So this is a gift of presence. So repeat that a few times toward as if you're speaking directly to your own heart. Then a few times to your loved ones. And then to the whole world. Dear one, I'm here for you. giving ourselves, giving all beings, giving our loved ones the gift of our presence. Dear one, as best I can, I'm here for you. And remember, it's okay to change, adapt and adjust the phrase so it really works, it's meaningful for your heart. Now the second phrase, again, first to ourselves, then to the dear ones in our lives, the close ones, and then to the whole world. Darling, I know you are there, and I'm so happy. Darling, I know you are there, and I'm so happy. So here we're recognizing the presence of others, that we're not alone, that our own presence is here and we can appreciate it. The whole world, the whole moment is a alive, present. Darling, I know you are there and I am so happy. So just experiment repeating that silently in your own heart in this inclusive way. Good, and now the third phrase. Dear one, I know you are suffering and that is why I am here for you. Dear one, I know you are suffering 
and that is why I am here for you. So we're recognizing the truth of suffering. We speak that to ourselves, to those we feel close to, and to everybody. Dear one, I know you are suffering, and that is why I am here for you. Not being afraid of the truth of suffering, our own, the suffering of our friends and family, the suffering of the world. Dear one, I know you are suffering and that is why I am here for you. And the last phrase, acknowledging our own suffering, dear one, I am suffering, please help. Dear one, I am suffering, please help. So sense the generosity of acknowledging the truth of our own suffering and our willingness to Reach out to all the beneficent forces within us, outside of us, and ask for help. Dear one, I am suffering. Please help. And let's go through them again. First, dear one, I am here for you. Darling, I know you are there <clears throat> and I'm so happy. Dear one, I know you are suffering and that is why I am here for you.
Dear one, I am suffering. Please help. And continue to use any of these phrases or any other skillful means that you've come across that builds and reveals the confidence and the goodness and tenderness of this heart, the heart that's not afraid to open, to relax with the truth of suffering in our own lives and around us, in our world. And we're not afraid of this exposure. All the little and the big suffering, all the disappointment, all the betrayal, all the oppression, all the physical pain, is it okay to have an honest and a relaxed, open-hearted relationship, acknowledgement of the truth of suffering? Uncovering this capacity to be unafraid, not shocked, not losing one's balance in the face of suffering. And we can always come back to one of these phrases as is useful, I'm here for you. I know you are there. And I'm so happy to not be alone. And dear ones, I know there is suffering and that's why I'm here. That's why this openness, the sensitivity is here now because I care. And dear ones, I too suffer. Please help. So we arouse, we notice the goodness of compassion, this tender heartedness, this broken heartedness that in a way paradoxically feels really good. It feels good to care about suffering. And we want to notice that it feels right, it feels good to care. It feels good not to have to close down, not to have to turn away from the truth of suffering, our own or the world's suffering, a dear one's suffering, that the heart can remain open and clear and sensitive, even with 
this tremendous exposure, this empathetic sensitivity, and this strong desire to alleviate whatever suffering can be alleviated. And we're learning how to abide with this boundless goodness of compassion, the heart that is not afraid to have an honest, open-hearted relationship with suffering. So we'll continue in silence and use the phrases or any skillful means to keep bringing the heart back to the experience of compassion right here, right now. And to keep noticing that it's a liberating, beautiful, healing quality that's here and now even if at the same time it involves this exposure, this sensitivity to the truth of suffering. And as best we can, discovering how it's possible for the heart to be deeply grounded or deeply established in this powerful, beautiful quality of compassion. I care about suffering. I care enough to stay close and to be unafraid, unafraid to feel what it feels like to be close and to honestly acknowledge there is suffering in my life, around me. There's very real injustice 
very real pain, loss, and I care. And I resolve to be unafraid as best I can. I resolve to be honest and to not lose the sensitivity, not fear this sensitivity. And perhaps even feeling being enlivened by this more honest, more sensitive exposure to, to suffering, the truth of suffering. So in real time, we're learning how to have an honest, relaxed, balanced, functional relationship with suffering. However it is that we can bring it to mind, whether we're bringing to mind a global issue, a personal issue, something we're aware of in a dear one's life that we know of, And it's really useful, appropriate to acknowledge the sense of power and stability, balance and sensitivity of compassion, the non-fear of compassion, all these really beautiful and liberating qualities of compassion that are real here and now, not theoretical, perhaps sensing for the first time that I can really show up in the world in which I live. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to condemn it or hate it. I can really show up with this love of compassion, this tender-hearted, presence. A heart that deeply cares.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.